don't get hung up on your failures at the start. Just push through. Welcome to the Passion Behind the Art Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pinnock. All right, I am super stoked to have Matt Vergadis on the Passion Beyond Art show. Uh, we've been battling to make this happen, and this dude is super understanding, and we're finally making it happen. So, Matt, how did the journey start for you in design? Ah, how did it start? Excellent question. Um, how did it start? I mean, I guess for me, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably pretty cliche and it's, it's a lot of people will be able to identify with this. Um, and, and I hear this when people are asked this question, it really from school, um, school, I, I, I was kind of that kid that could draw, um, at, at school. Like it was, it, it was my skill. Um, and so I, I always did well at art school, at, at art in school. And yeah, I, I guess I just always knew that that's the career I was going to, um, you know, take. Uh, when I left, I had no idea what I was going to do in, in what creative area. But I, I remember at that point in time thinking, well, you know, I really enjoyed creating a logo. It was the first time I'd like sort of sat down and um, tried to create something like a little small window that, you know, portrayed a company. And um, yeah, I got a kick out of it. And I thought, well, you know what, this is something I could do, definitely do. And yeah, and I guess from there, I just, um, you know, out of school, you know, I got a few graphics, small junior roles, and and it just you know went on from there. Okay, cool. Okay. So so that's pretty early then. Yeah, that's really early. <laughs> um, that's that's pre lettering and you know all of that. I was into logos right from the start. Um, my first couple of roles um, as a junior designer was like desktop publishing, designing magazines, and then I was doing a bit of cartooning for a while. Mm. Um, which was fun. But after that, I really lost touch of illustration. So from school and, and a bit of the cartooning, you know, straight out of school was kind of like the last time I really, you know, flexed that muscle. And I stopped illustrating for, I don't know, at least 10, 20 years. Um, I mean, I was doing little illustrations with logo design and stuff like that when you're mm. scamping and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's something that I really want to touch base again. Like, you know, I started doing it at the start of the year with some wave illustrations and I really enjoyed it. And at some stage I'd like to go large scale with it all, but yeah, I stopped illustrating, um, really early on and yeah. And then, so I was doing desktop publishing like magazines, uh, a little bit of cartooning and I worked for this newspaper and I was laying out pages upon pages. And this was um, with the first uh, version of Quark Express. And it just really taught me to become super efficient on the computers because when you've got newspaper deadlines um, yeah, and you've got like pages upon pages that have got to get laid out, you've got to really think about layout structure when you're designing a newspaper. You know, you've got a certain amount of stories to, you know, to get on a page. You've got headlines, pull quotes. Um, captions, um, advertisements. So you've got to really structure everything out. And, you know, when you've got these really tight deadlines, you know, you've got to make it happen quickly. So that, that through that period of time, I, um, I became quite efficient on the computer. And that probably coincided with not illustrating much as well, you know, as, as technology started to, um, you know, come to the forefront, I stopped illustrating a bit. But um, 
in terms of lettering and, and, and calligraphy and all of that, that probably happened about five years ago mm-hmm. when I decided to uh, indulge in a, in a lettering style logo for a client. And off the back of that one logo, I just got a heap of follow-up inquiries. Um, and still to this day, it, it, you know, people reference that logo. And it was the first one that I did where I really, really tried to emulate a brush pen style. Right. And, yeah, every, yeah, since that day, I've, I've kind of become a little bit obsessed with, you know, the whole lettering movement and, and advancing my skills with, you know, writing with brush pens and, and whatnot. So, yeah. Pretty cool. So what were some of the things you did to kind of like get better and what did you kind of pull from? What did you do to get to where you're at right now? Um, if you're referring to uh, like lettering and, yes, and, and brush lettering, pen. lettering. Yeah. Um, so I guess w- when I did this one logo, um, I, I was sketching all my letter forms at the start. And for about a year, I probably did a dozen or so um, follow-up logos, and it was always sketching. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think being surrounded by inspiration, I always knew that I could do this if I applied myself. I mean, part of specialising in corporate identity is is you have to be really flexible and adaptable to different briefs and 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 shake up your style a lot. You know, you can't just enforce your own. I mean, you, you can be known for a certain style, but, you know, if you want to work on a variety of different clients, right. um, you've got to be able to yeah, you've got to be able to change and adapt and and visualize what will work for them and then work out how to do it. So for lettering, I just, I guess I, you know, I was following certain people on Dribbble and and this is before Instagram and, you know, I I could see sort of what was making these letter forms look attractive. And I I guess just visualizing that and then applying it my own way um, was how I started. And so I enjoyed really sketching my logos and, and, and my lettering for a long time. But then I wanted to get the, the results more organically by using the brush pen because it's one thing to be able to sketch letters, but I, I, the, the personality and the magic behind letters I find um, really comes to life when you can write them. And especially if you're going for an energetic style, mm. um, you know, using the brush pen and, and, and writing, you know, rather quickly, you can, you can just get beautiful curves and it really captures that energy rather than sketching it out gotcha 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 i mean i mean there's 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 room for both you know obviously i mean i i i still do both styles all the time i go between it and and it depends on what style of lettering or or logo or title that i'm writing um that makes me bounce between the two okay okay i mean i think that makes sense like actually draw so basically you would actually draw it out with a brush printer then do you go back and sketch over that brush pen that you drew i know some people do that no so like for the first year the only equipment that i had was a 2h lead pencil and whatever paper i could get my hands on and and that was it and a rubber whatever not even a fancy rubber that comes it like looking like a pen just one of those little blocky rubbers you know i probably would have even borrowed one of my daughter's rubbers (laughs) it didn't matter you know, so and and, that, and there's a lesson in that too. I mean, tools really do not matter at all. I mean, I mean, I say that, but I've got like thousands, of <laughs> thousands, hundreds of different pens now. But um, you know, that only happened when I wanted to start using brush pens to get the results organically. But no, like at the start, it was simply two-edged lead pencil, and it was just sketching. 
And that and that's where illustrations come back into my life. And and mm. I think that's why I love lettering is because, like I was saying earlier, I stopped illustrating, but this has really brought me back to it. Um, but in you know by drawing letters rather than you know waves and what whatnot. <laughs> so. Not to nerd out too much on this lettering stuff, but... No, we've got to nerd out. That's, <laughs> that's, that's why we're here. <laughs> so my question is, how did you know, like, without using a brush pen, did you have some kind of knowledge of a brush pen to kind of know how it would flow by just sketching out the letters? Um, I, I think, you know, just identifying... I mean, you start to work it out. So if you, if you go back to that first logo that I did, and it's called David Michael, and you can, you could, you're probably better off looking, rather than Googling it, looking it through my dribble, because the, the logo that they ended up choosing was different to the one that I've referenced as being the one that's given me follow-up business. But, um, you know, once I did that logo, I, I started to understand what letters, uh, you know, the, the, the anatomy of a letter and, you know, that the thick strokes are down, you know, and the thin strokes are up. And if I ever came across a problematic letter that I just, for some reason, couldn't get that desirability right, you just, I just referenced, you know, other, other you know, gotcha. lettering out there and thought, okay, well, they're, they're, they're tucking this bit of the curve in and, you know, whatever. You, you sort of see how they do it. And then, of course, just apply it in your own sort of way. And, you know, over time, you start to work that out. And I, I really felt like I, you know, got a grasp of it. I mean, it's when you think about it, lettering, a lot of it just really stems from cursive writing, right? And you learn cursive writing from school. Um, and it's just an extension of that. And... And, and there's so I remember at school actually really loving cursive writing, and and it's funny because I had this reflection a, a little while ago when I was back in grade three, I think it was, when we were learning cursive writing. I remember for a little while I was really getting funky with descenders and ascenders and working out possibilities when writing. So not actually writing cursive writing, you know, to be efficient and quick and you know like shorthand flat, like writing quickly, but just the the stylistic nature of cursive writing really appealed to me back then and I remember sort of exploring a little bit of it you know at, at a young age but um I, yeah I mean it makes sense I mean I thought about that too you know I went you know we go through this process of like at school you're being like you're, you're being told you have to learn how to write in cursive and then as yep. you get older, you get to the point where you kind of write how you want to write and you kind of get yep. out of that cursive mode. And it's like once if you get into lettering, it's like you've got to relearn yeah. how to write in cursive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so for me, after learning how to do cursive writing, I started – because it wasn't efficient for me because I, I saw I, – I was artistically writing. I wasn't really sort of – writing really quickly so it was quicker for me to sort of print my letters I just found it that way and then I did graphics at school which is like tech drawing you know right. architecture and stuff like yep. that and yep. this is back before you know I guess they use CAD and you know computers and all of that where you'd have to draw up these big sheets of architectural plans and, and you draw everything's written in cap cap letters and so I, I just started writing in capitals for everything and still to this day if I'm taking notes 
you know, I'm not doing it in this super fast, quick, beautiful, you know, italic sort of writing. <laughs> that, like, if you have a look at my Instagram post, my last one, it's for a mural. It, I wish I wrote like that all the time and taking notes, <laughs> but it doesn't look like that at all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's all capital letters. It's kind of like, you know, like cartoon captions. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you literally just depict me. I was yeah. that guy that had to write because yeah. I, I started in architecture. Yeah, so right. So, I literally was that person who had yeah. to write everything in caps before yeah. CAD, yeah. before all of that. Yeah. So, I know, awesome. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, look, I, I love architecture. I mean, I, that's what I wanted to be when I was a little boy. You know, that that was the first career choice when, you know, someone older would say, what do you want to be when you grow up, Matthew? An architect. And, and then all of a sudden I realised, yeah, I'm not smart enough for this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. Well, good on you. That's that's fantastic that you got into it. And, and how, how many years did you do? Well, I, I went to the point. To where I had a job at a firm. Um, wow. At a um, engineering firm doing the plans for uh, sprinkler systems and uh, fire yeah. protection and all that stuff. But yeah, I was in it. Um, still got the skills. Still, still, you know what I mean? <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> I might, I might, I might hit you up when uh, I decide to design my own house. <laughs> Actually, sometimes people do do that. They kind of use me as like a preliminary before they go to the um, actual licensed architect. Yeah, ask me to like sketch out a plan, and I'll give it to them, and then they'll bring it to the architect to go to the next step. But Unreal. Yeah, man, yeah, but yeah. So let's talk about. I know that you know. I mean, you see, we see Matt's work, and it's like legit. It's top of the line. Looks like Mike, mom, Matt just came out of here, and he just was able to do this without no problems, no issues. He had a smooth sailing. But just in case. What were some of the struggles you would say you had in just trying to build Verg? Okay. Um, struggles. Do you know where I find the biggest struggle in life is? Um, and this can be applied to anything. It can be applied to people that want to get fit, that, you know, start their own business and all of that. It's the first step. Hmm. It's that first step. I actually find everything's... I won't say easy there because that probably sounds a little, I don't know, sure of myself, but I find the first step is always the hardest. It's that decision to, okay, you might, ha you might think, okay, this is what I've got to do. I need to do this. This will work for me, whatever. But it's until you take that first step that you eliminate the sort of struggle because mm -hmm. once you take that first step, I find the following footsteps, depending on what it is that you want to do, so much easier. Um, does that kind of make sense? Like, yeah, you know, it does. You know, it's that person that, you know, wants to get fit and they, you know, as soon as they go to that gym that one time, then they think, okay, well, that wasn't so hard. But they'll put it off and they'll put it off and they'll put it off. You know, I, I find I can be like that with um, my work uh, or, or just passion projects or things that I want to do. Like I've got a heap of things that I want to do and I – I don't know, it's, it's fine, that excuse, excuses pop up or, you know, you, you put it off for one reason or another, you know, and, and sometimes they are valid reasons to, to put off doing something, but I generally find when I 
decide to do something and I, and I make that first step, right. and I just follow. You know, I, I might just fully get into it, OCD down on it and, and execute, and I enjoy the process and it's not hard. But that one first step, that's the... <laughs> That's usually the, the the biggest struggle. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people say that, like, you know, just being able to start. I think, you know, we go through this headspace in our mind to just kind of sometimes talk ourselves out of it. We just, we kind of sweat it out. Like, yeah. you're just like, man, and you play this whole scenario in your mind, and usually it's the scenario of it not working out. You know, you're better off if you can somehow detach yourself from the thought process and let your body just do, like, and... and let just okay i'm going to do this today but don't think about it and just just throw yourself into it and then the, the you know the mind follows and then you're doing it and then you you know i, I don't know that, that 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 sometimes works for me right i'm mm. just blocking everything out i'm going i'm doing it i'm just gonna get into it <laughs> but usually i mean i think that's the best way to go about it to be honest that is the best way to yeah. go about it so who would you say you kind of build your so who would you say your support system is the people that that you pull energy from the people that you kind of, you know, what I mean, pushes Matt through, you know, when Matt needs a push through. Um, tell you what, I'm going to throw it back at every single comment and every single like that's ever been given to me on social media. Um, every single person that's been kind enough to, you know, say kind words about my work. Um, you know, that's that, that's always super reassuring. You know, I mean. That, that, before I had ever published any of my work online, like I've, I've worked for myself now for about nine years and for the first couple of years, you know, I wasn't on social media or I think it was the first, actually, no, it was probably more like the first six months. Um, before that occupation, I was an in-house creative person, so I wasn't surrounded by creative people. For nine years, I was the only creative person. And then I went out on my own and for I think the first six months, I wasn't publishing anything online. And so it was a huge step for me to publish my first project because it's, it's kind of like, you know, this validation sort of thing. You, you, right. you, you're fearful of, uh, you know, I put my heart and soul into this. If I publish <laughs> this and no one likes it or something like that, am I shit? You know what I mean? Um, but it took a little while for people to start noticing that stuff. But I always knew that I felt like I had the skills to, you know, to, to be putting this stuff out there and, as soon as those comments and likes and appreciation, you know, all that sort of stuff comes in, it does. It makes you feel good. It makes you think, okay, my, you know, people like my work and I'm on the right track and stuff like that. So um, I try and read every comment and, and get back to, you know, reply back to comments. So I'm, I'm, I'd say that. I mean, of course, I've got, you know, my family, um, you know, my wife and stuff like that for, for life. You know, um, but I think with when it really comes down to work, it's I'm throwing it back out to everyone that's you know appreciated something that I've done. Makes sense. Makes sense. So and and so you're saying that right now you actually you just work on your own right now. Yeah. So I've been self-employed um, for about I think I'm coming up to ten years. Nice. In fact, if it is ten years, I should, probably should have done it. 10-year badge on my website. <laughs> Vogue, 10 years. Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's, it's nine or 10 years. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, oh, so you're, cause I know you were, when we were talking, you say you were at work, so I was wondering if you were. Okay. So, yeah, I work out of an office. Um, 
I work out of a web developer's office. Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not employed by them. I just share some space in there. Okay. In the office. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, yeah, it's really cool because I love the people there. It's, it's a really cool office environment. And, um, you know, our services go hand in hand. So, you know, they give me business where I can. I give them business and stuff like that. So it's a nice relationship wow. in that respect. Um, yeah, I love being around. I mean, I, I did the working from home thing for a couple, a few years. I think it was two or three years. Mm-hmm. And I love that too because it was during a stage when my daughters were growing up and, I, you know, I was always there. Um, and, you know, I got to watch them grow up, which is such a privilege, you know. Um, but, yeah, when, when I got back into an office, it was cool. I'm, I'm, I'm a people person. I love hanging around people and, you know. So if you don't mind me asking, how did that kind of – come about like did you approach them did they approach you um the, I, I knew the owner okay and i was working out of another office at the time mm. and that that office shut down and so it was either go back home or sort of make a few phone calls and you know okay and um no a, a dear family friend uh owns the uh the, the the business and so i just you know they were happy to have me okay that sounds good. That sounds good. So, during all of this, how do you fit in surfing? Like, how did this, how did you even start surfing? <laughs> um, I guess I've been surfing since I was about 12 slash 13. So, but like, to, where do I fit it in? Okay. I wake up when most people are fast asleep. You know, I wake up at ungodly hours of the morning, pretty much every morning. Um, even when I don't go surfing, I'm still up at that time. Um, at the moment, it's summer here in Australia. And the light get it gets light about quarter past four. I mean, the sun's not up yet, but you can see you can start to see the waves, you know, from the beach. So I'll be um, I'll be paddling out at about quarter past four at the moment. I mean, in fact, I was up at three thirty <laughs> this morning. My dog started barking, and I knew I was going to be up surfing in forty five minutes. So I thought, oh, I might as well just go down to the beach now. Um, so to answer your question. How do I fit it in? I do it when no one else – like I use that allocated spot of time that no one else wants. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So did someone teach you? Like how did you get – how did you, did you learn? I think just growing up. I mean I live on the Gold Coast, which is, you know, just stretches of beaches. And, okay. And, you know, you, you just – once, you know, you find a few mates that are into it, you just sort of egg each other on and – Next thing you know, you're, you're standing up, you're going sideways, and then you're doing turns. And so it's just it's about, like, you know, putting in the hours. But it, it's, it's an important one to learn when you're young, I think. I mean, you can still learn it later in life, but um, I'm thankful that I learned it when I did. And I, mean, I would have liked to have learned it when I was four. That would have been great. Because <laughs> then you have that uncanny, just complete natural yeah. ability, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's just like a, a reflex. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, I love surfing. Surfing's my, uh, I mean, that time of the morning, we had great waves this morning. Um, it, was a, it was a lot of fun out there. But um, So the, does the, this play some kind of correlation in getting you prepared for your day? I always wonder. Yeah, 100%. I think so. I mean, when you've had a surf before work, you feel like you've, you know, you've already got something awesome out of the day, you know? Um, Anyone that exercises at the start of the day, they'll know. I mean, it's you, you feel like you've achieved something. Well, I, and also for me, it's it's I guess a happy place out there. And, and you know, you don't think about work, you don't think about family. 
or or anything. Any any sort of problems you might have are gone because you're out in the ocean. It's it's you know the sun's coming up. You know, um, it's so it, it helps you sort of keep balanced. Oh, it doesn't it doesn't really doesn't matter what the day throws at you then after because you've you've already had an awesome day. Makes sense. Uh, it's funny you said that because yeah. for me it was running. I I don't do yeah. it as much as I would like to now, but. I used to get up early and just run. That's what I used to start my day with. And it, yeah. it changes everything. It gets my blood yeah. pumping. Yeah. For sure. You, yeah. you, you start the day on the rough. The, the mornings that I, where I don't surf, I've just, I, I don't have as much of a spring in my step. You know, I just sort of, you know, you have a warm shower and you're like, ah, you know. <laughs> oh, that's I, funny. That's I, funny. I, I'm buzzing after my surfs, especially if the conditions are good. So it's, yeah. Nice, nice. So, what's next? What, 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 what does Matt have going on? What, what, what is he planning to do? What's coming for twenty eighteen? What's next? Oh, no, great question. I haven't even thought about that at the moment. I live so day to day with things. I mean, I mean, there are things that are like in the past. There have been little passion projects that I've 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 set myself little goals to achieve, like building a font family, um, getting into mural design, mm. getting, getting into brush pen lettering and, 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 and all of that. Um, I, I think what I'd like to start doing, and this is one of those things where it's the, the first step is the hardest step. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and then I've thought about this for a long time. I want to, I want to start doing more classes and stuff like that. Mm. And I, 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 I want to create, that sort of, I don't know, ability to sort of do that easily, you know, set up a, a studio space where you've got the cameras and do that. But I, I don't know, I might not even end up following through with that. Something else might pop up. I tell you what, you got you got me stumped on that one. I think um, I think you. I mean, dude, you should do that, man. I could see you doing something like that. I'm surprised that um, I'm, I'm not sure if you have done it before, but I'm surprised. I have. Oh, look, I, I did a Skillshare class. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did something for typism, a summit that's coming up soon where I have. Um, I think the main reason, and you could call it an excuse, um, that I haven't done more of it is because I'm not really big at sort of doing the full follow-up marketing of myself mm. to do it all. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like people that really intently focus on that, you know, they're pushing things and there, there's a, you know, you do it in in a certain way to sort of generate interest. There's a procedure for it, right, right. and that side of it, I'm not interested one bit. <laughs> right? I, I want to I film a class, and I want to put it out there, and I don't want anything to do with it again. Do you know what I mean? Because I like creating. I like I like I like being a designer. Um, I don't like being a marketer. I don't, you know. Right. I feel you. I get what you're saying. I get I get what you're saying because it's a whole another it's a whole another project. To do the promotion after you've already put it Absolutely. Out. 100%. <laughs> so, I don't know. I may do that. I may not. I'd like to get another Skillshare class up there because that's one of those platforms where you can. You can just sort of create it and then just, you know, let it do its thing, run so its you, course. What, you, what about, like, workshops? Are you interested in stuff workshops? like that? I've taught a few workshops in the past. I did one at Typism recently and I've helped um, – Someone else teach uh, their workshops. Um, Wayne Thompson from Australia. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I've got a space um, that's keen to have me and 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 do it. So I've just got to buckle down. I tell you what ends up happening. 
I end up getting so busy during the year with, this is sounding like excuses again, um, I get so busy with client work mm-hmm. during the middle part of the year right. that it puts, things, puts those passion projects to the side a bit. Um, I'm approaching that quiet period now, um, although it's, it's, it's been a pretty good tail end of the year. Last year, the year before, was a lot quieter. And so then I had time to start, you know, passion working projects. on passion pro- projects. Um, but I don't know. I'd like to make some more fonts as well. I really would like to do that. I, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's something that you're really into. Yeah, well, look, I, I released Dissimo at the start of the year or the end of last year, and it, it wasn't a reflection of what I was capable um, with designing type at that point. It was, it, was, it was a reflection of it taking me three years, and I designed it three years prior to releasing mm. it. So I'd learned a lot during that period of time, but I just had to get it out there. Gotcha. So I'd like to really um, design something, uh, you know, design a few. I mean, I've... I've designed quite a few fonts recently for clients um, like Spotify and, and stuff, and I really enjoy doing that. And so, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Forget about the classes for now. That's what I'm going to put it out there. On the record, I'm going to design some more fonts next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I love it, man. I love it. I love everything that you're doing. I really, um, I really I admire it. your work. You know, as Thank a fe- fellow really logo designer, I mean, <clears throat> you, you put you could tell you put a lot of thought and a lot of effort in what you're doing, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's if you're going to do something, you've got to get into it, really. You know, and I, I do love, I do love the industry, and, and I, I feel very grateful that um, you know we get to design, you know, for a living. It's it's a lot of fun. So let me ask you a question. Um, two more questions. Um, <clears throat> how how are you getting clients? Like, do you have this procedure? Do you have like how does Matt get his clients? Yeah. So I have just published my work online over the last several years, and and it all it, it either comes organically through my website, mm-hmm. which is in desperate need of a refresh, um, or it comes through sites like. Dribble and Behance, but mainly through my website and also, I guess, repeat business and stuff like that, referrals and and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the beauty about you know the internet these days. You put right. your work out there, and you know, it's it's opened up the clientele fetch for me, like you know, globally. So it's it's it, it really is remarkable. I mean, if you can be consistent and 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 get your work out there, and if it's good work, then you know, you can, you don't need to do anything else. Well, I, I haven't. I've, I've been doing this now for nine, ten years, and and I've I've never advertised or um, you know, chased people up or you know, right. gone searching. So I mean, look, there's been quiet times, definitely, and 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 super busy times, which has all seemed to balance everything out. Right. Uh, right. But you know. When, when things are really quiet, I do a little bit of following up with existing clients and, you know, you never know sometimes, uh, you know, just touch base with them. Um, that's one thing that I've done. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've never gone out looking looking as gotcha. such. Right, you know. right. Well, man, um, what would you say, what, what advice would you have for creatives out there? Like they're, if it's up and coming or just, you know, people that seasoned like you, like what advice would you have for them? Well, for anyone that's trying something new for the first time, like if it's getting into brush pen lettering or, you know, calligraphy, don't get hung up on your mistakes. 
don't don't expect to see results straight up. You know, it's it, thing that things take time. I mean, I, I, I truly believe the learning curve steep. You know, meaning you can, you're going to start seeing desirable results sooner rather than later. You, but you've just got to you've got to get through that early stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to you just got to keep practicing and practicing. And, and I know that sounds um, cliche, but just repetition, repetition, repetition. Put a little bit of time in every day, or I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter if you skip a day, but you know, if you're on the computer all day, just start taking breaks and and, and pick up that brush pen and and, and try and work it out. You, you'll get desirable res- results if you keep at it. So don't get hung up on your failures at the start. Just push through. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. Well, uh, Matt, I truly appreciate you coming on, man. We finally got this done through all the hiccups. We finally got this done. I appreciate you, man. Pleasure. Pleasure. I loved it. It was enjoyable. Thank you very much for having me on. Well, I am glad to have you on, but um, uh, I'm going to let you go. But thanks for coming on, Matt. No worries. No worries. Great, great chatting, mate. Appreciate it. I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at dpcreates on Instagram or Twitter. And please leave me a review on iTunes because that helps the podcast to grow. Thanks again. Be blessed.